0: Welcome to Worldwide Waste, a podcast about how digital is killing the planet and what to do about it. Anneli Avrel is founder and CEO of Let's Do It World, the international environmental organization that engages leaders and organizations around the globe for a waste-free world. The biggest project World Cleanup Day have engaged in involved more than 50 million people from 180 countries. Anneli is an expert in social change and excels in communication and marketing. She is an initiator of numerous social changes locally and globally.
1: The World Cleanup Day started already in 2008 when we cleaned up all Estonia from garbage. At that time, of course, we don't, uh, didn't think that we are going to be so global. So, but uh, our action inspired a lot of our organization and countries in the world and, you know, step by step, uh, today we have an organization which have active teams in 164 countries, and it's still growing. And our flagship project is uh, still about Clean Up Day, when we engage all the people around the globe uh, to one day uh, clean up action. And we're really happy that uh, there are really millions of people who are joining and who cares about the, the clean world. For example. In 2019, 21 million people um, came out from uh, their homes and pick up trash on one day in 180 countries, which was really amazing. And even uh, during the COVID time in 2020, we engaged at least 11 million people who came out individually. So without uh, big gatherings and and pick up trash and raise awareness about uh, the global uh, waste crisis. So the, the clean update, this is the, the really great tool to, to bring people together and start a discussion in society. So how we can achieve the sustainable world and what we should do, what we should change in society in order to, you know, um, to, to live in harmony with the environment and uh, really to live the uh, uh, in, in the sustainable world.
0: Yeah, it's know, it's a fantastic story. Like, um, you know, I come from, from Ireland and, and we we always felt, oh, you know, we'll never win the World Cup or never do anything because they're so small and nothing really matters and, you know, nothing can make a huge difference. But, you know, Estonia is even smaller than Ireland <laughs> and you've had this, you know, uh, impact of, because of these global ideas. But I think it's connected as well with a concept you've talked about Um, before about, is it 3%, 4% or 5% that, you know, once you get a a, a certain percentage, you can really achieve a lot. You don't need to get 50% to get moving.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we are, um, our goal is to engage at least 5% of each country population, uh, which is uh, scientifically proven a tipping point to start a change in, in society. And it's already proven in, in many countries. So those countries who achieve even 3% of, uh, of population, we can see a lot of changes there. Uh, for example, uh, Slovenia, who engage 14% of uh, population, this is really amazing. They are still um, a record holder on, on that field and um, uh, maybe l- people know that uh, Slovenia We we took uh, first uh, the zero-waste approach, Uh, so Ljubljana, the capital city was the first uh, zero-waste capital city in Europe. But now we are really uh, working on the circular uh, economy uh, path and we have a lot of different activities uh, and and strategies uh, towards circular economy. And also, uh, for example, Indonesia, who engaged three percent of population, which was uh, more than nine million people, on one day to, to clean up. And even the Indonesia is really really complicated country. Uh, seven, uh, 17,000 islands and um, thousands of uh, languages, a uh, lot of different religions, and so on and so on. Uh, not existing waste management system or or partly existing. But uh, still, we see the changes what the the bird cleanup day caused in in, uh, in Indonesia. I'm really happy for that. So indeed, the bird cleanup day is not just a cleanup, but uh, it's it's really bringing people together and giving them hope that together we can achieve impossible. You know, together, we really can change the world, and we can really start positive change in society. This is a really cool project, I believe.
0: Absolutely, it's 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 amazing. Um, you know, I I was just talking. I, I just did an interview with um, a person called Katie Singer, who's um, what you might call it a, a digital, an overall environmentalist, but you know, uh, maybe has more focused on the digital or te- technological space in the last ten or fifteen years. And um, she was saying about how. You know the internet is is the largest structure that humans have ever built. <laughs> uh, you know, and what has always surprised her is how few people understand that, or even think about that, or or have any sort of awareness of of this massive technological superstructure that that exists around us tra- throughout the world. But it is something that that you. Become aware of in in the last couple of years because you've um, not just you've got the world cleanup day but you're you're now also focusing on on you know digital cleanup. So how did that come about?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a funny story. So um, you know the COVID nineteen pandemic is uh, it's not always bad, and uh, I believe that um, that many people. Uh, uh, we talked about that the COVID-19 forced us to think out of the box and, and maybe uh, to, to nudge us to, to find the new solutions and new ways and maybe even made a disruption in societies. And the same way uh, to the World Cleanup Day or, or the Let's Do It World to our organization. Uh, last year, uh, in April, uh, we had to organize Great Global Cleanup together with Earth Day Network earth day is the is the second uh, um, environmental organization in the world and i believe also the one of the oldest one uh, uh, we celebrated fifty anniversary last year and it's also really really large environmental organization and we wanted to join the hands and uh, and uh, organize together a great global cleanup in april on earth day twenty second of april but of course that was um that was uh, COVID nineteen time. Uh, pandemic was really on, uh, was really high, and um, we we needed to to find something else uh, what we can do without uh, moving out from our homes. And then we um, uh, figure out the digital uh, cleanup day, which was in the beginning more like alternative to the physical uh, cleanup, just uh, to bri- provide people uh, to uh, to do something uh, for the environment. But then we we dig into that uh, topic, and we realize that the, the the digital waste is as important as a physical waste, and we are not aware of, of that and It was even uh, kind of like a shocker to us that you know we we thought that the, the digital world is is living kind of like separately uh, from digit uh, from the physical world, and whatever we do in our computers and smartphones doesn't have any impact to the environment, but it's not true and we we realize that, that there is millions hundreds of millions of tons of co 2 would internet um, uh, produce every year and if you if you take uh gary you're discovering that ninety percent of this uh this uh, data is is actually wasted that the waste uh, the data which is never going to be accessed so this is really um This, uh, I don't know, it's a madness that we we are producing uh, so much CO2 and uh, this is for nothing. So we're just warming the climate and no one benefits from that. So we understood that uh, actually this is not alternative anymore uh, to Let's Do It World, uh, but we, we have to raise awareness about the digital waste. We have to start to, to implement the digital hygiene and we just have to start to talk about it. So we are not asking people to, you know, to give up from, uh, from internet or, to re- or just reject the internet. Of course not, but there is so much wasteful uh, behavior in digital world. And this is definitely what we can, uh, can, can change and we have to change. So that was... Uh, Kind of like a positive um, outcome from COVID nineteen, and we're really happy about that because it's really opened the, the new, the new world for us, and we see that we can really benefit here. So and we can really do something about it in the world. It's it's um
0: yeah, happy accident, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's it's funny. A lot of the greatest discoveries are like that, you know. Mm. But standing back and and thinking and and uh you know to me one of the the biggest shocks you know well, well data what well, uh, of course and all the waste data but it was really when i discovered that it's the devices that you know 80 percent of the pollution occurs during the manufacture of the device and, yeah. and that when you bought your smartphone you've already 60 kgs of co2 have been emitted and and that you know, we're creating these enormous uh, quantities of of actual f- physical digital waste: old phones and and um, you know laptops, etc. Somebody said that we're you know we're dumping uh, the equivalent of a thousand laptops every second. Like every second, we're dumping a thousand laptops. That's roughly fifty million tons of of e waste. Have, have you? noticed or thought about, you know, that area, about the, the actual, the physical side of the sea waste, which is very, very toxic.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, this is really, the, the, again, the new mountain of, of, of that problem, because we just, you know, climbed um, on, on one mountain, which is digital waste, but then we saw that this is not, not only about the digital waste, which we caused by, by making pictures and videos, but we also uh, this is also connected with the all the production uh, part and um, really the with the physical smartphones and um and uh, and laptops and now we also uh, you know mapping the situation and, and uh, we also you know searching what we can do here because the problem is really really big and it's from one hand it's it's connected with the um, uh, with the um, single usage um uh, habits so we we have single usage habits everywhere so we uh we like to use uh, single use bags single use uh, bottles single use uh, whatever everything is more like a single use but th- they are not designed for uh, for uh for um you know for uh, for the long life and uh, sometimes even if they be designed for long life we are by ourselves we want to use them uh, shorter and they actually uh, actually provides so um, so I see that um, the the roof uh, root problem here is that we we want to just consume the resources and we are not thinking about uh, what is the impact to the world so it's really fancy to, to buy the new the new phone again, which is have uh, some uh, some additional features and so on, but we never realize of how much resources. Uh, have been spent on, on that phone, and what it costs to the to the environment. So basically, we we um, we dramatically have to change that um, our habits and that our attitudes uh, towards um, consumption, and um, and we uh, much more we have to start think about how we can use the resources as long as possible. What we uh, what are in our hands. And what is even more uh, uh, interesting that um, very often, you know, if we are, you know, buying the new things, we don't add uh, uh, so much extra quality to our life. So for example, if we buy the new phone, yes, maybe there are some, uh, some new features, but the, you know, our, the, the quality of life doesn't uh, increase the same amount as the impact on the no- environment is, if it makes sense, you know.
0: Totally. I mean, like, I look at my phone now and I, I think I I could use this phone for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm not going to live forever, but I can't. What do I really need? You know, do I need 16 cameras on it or whatever? Like, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, we, we have enough, but we, it's it's never enough, it seems to be.
1: Yeah, this is kind of like a social norm. So the social norm is that uh, the new is better when old one and uh, the fancy one is better when, uh, you know, the the, the traditional one. So even if we are not talking only about smartphones or or laptops, it actually applies to every part of the life that we uh, should start to value the, uh, the, you know, the things which really last. Uh, I really enjoy some, uh, for example, some uh, gloves, which I bought uh, 20 years ago and they are still, you know, they are still okay. And I really love to wear them because I feel comfortable with them. And uh, and, uh, and I really like that we are, uh, we had done uh, in uh, in good way. So the quality is really strong. And in, in that way, actually, we also have to value the, the things which really, you know, lost in our lives and not value the things which is uh, just temporary in our life. So, but it's, it's a big shift in our minds. It's a big shift. And, and,
0: you know, absolutely what you've said is, is foundational, you you know, connecting with so many countries and the space, are you noticing any of that shift or at least people raising these questions of, of, you know, how we. We go away from a waste culture. Is, is there any, do you see any, you know, cultural change beginning to happen?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we started 2008, uh, the situation at that time was absolutely different. For example, that the people talked more about, um, talked about waste more uh, in the context of visual um, uh, problem, not about environmental problem we We just um talked that uh, you know I don't like if uh waste is everywhere because it's it's not beautiful i I would like to go to the forest uh, and I would like to you know enjoy the the pure environment, but we didn't think about the the environmental impact now we don't uh, talk about any more the visual effect, but it's more about environmental impact, so I see that dramatic change in, in, in the rhetorics uh, during these uh, 12 years. And uh, which is really great is that the new generation is already having absolutely different mindset. So we, uh, we're rather mm, living light, so we don't value any owning things, which is really great. So we're more renting or leasing or just trying to live as light as possible. At the even I can see it uh, on on my child who is uh, twenty five, and uh, and I'm really enjoying that uh, he doesn't care how much things he has. Even more, that he wants to live light, and he doesn't want to buy things. If uh, he needs something, then uh, he tries to find it uh, and borrow it uh, from some friends. And this is the attitude because if you have um, a tool uh, which you use. Just once a year, you shouldn't uh, need to own that. You should borrow it or rent it, and this should be the the, the rule. And the new generation is uh, is also uh, uh, much more environmentally friendly, and we are also value the uh, reusage, recycling, uh, and they are um, also uh, not uh, um, eating so much. Meat, and they prefer more vegetables, and and so on and so on. So a lot of surveys uh, has also proven that that, that really, you know, uh, hope that the new generation uh, is already different and they will <laughs> fix the world and comes already with uh, with different attitudes and then uh, different social norms, which is much more sustainable than um, than maybe the 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 current ones.
0: Yeah, I think you know those ships of borrowing and using. They're, it's extremely positive to see in in the younger generation. But maybe going back to the the digital again. You know, one I've been doing analysis over over the last year or two on, on photographs and uh, the kind of the history of photographs and um, what I've discovered from the data is that the uh, last year in in two thousand and twenty we took more photos than in the entire 20th century. Uh, Last year, we took about 1.4 trillion photos. And in the entire 20th century, I think maybe 1.2 trillion uh, photos that that sometimes you, you see the younger generation has really become aware in a very positive way of all of those things you, you said about uh, reuse and 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 uh, not eating so much meat and stuff like that, but are maybe not as conscious that that their digital activities uh, have impacts on on the environment and. Um, you know, you'll see them at demonstrations and they're all taking videos and it's all great. But, you know, the, uh, I, when, when you start getting into more than a trillion photographs a year, you really start creating a, a, an underlying impact. Is Do you, do you notice that there's that uh, still blindness that, you know, we, we still, even the young generation, have, are, are still blind uh, to digital and its environmental impacts?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're right. So uh, there is not always, you know, the, the perfect solution. Yes, uh, the, the new generation is, is really aware about the, the physical environment and physical impact, but we are not uh, so aware about the digital waste and its impact on the environment. And uh, this is definitely what, um, where is the, the, the big gap. And, uh, and, and because just no one has talked about it. So, it's understandable. So, um, if we are talking about the digital waste, I always see surprising faces because people just don't know it. And also, uh, we can't blame the, the young g- generation that we just don't know what kind of impact it um, has, you know, we're creating uh, massively TikTok videos or, uh, or doing uh, uh, stupid uh, photos and uh, sharing them in, in social media. But it's it's again. This is uh, that the question of raising awareness and the belief that the new generation is uh, is quite um, open uh, to uh, to that messages and and change their their habits as well. Again, that uh, we are we are not uh, asking them uh, to stop making photos and stop making videos, but just being more conscious about that and the thinking. Do I need um, to make a 200 photos per day, or or do I need to you know upload this uh, this video exactly to the TikTok? Maybe maybe I can be here also more rational and more you know conscious about the about the impact. So yeah, so everything started, uh actually the raising awareness and uh, and uh, I hope that the, the, if people are know about it, so we can also um, uh, change their, their attitudes and also uh, change behavior.
0: Absolutely and I kind of, you know, looking at the, the waste area that you know, as you say, we're not saying let's not take photographs but do we really need to take 1.4 trillion photographs exactly. and, and then, you know of all of those, how many of them are any good And and like, we don't clean up after ourselves in digital, like it's a I mean, uh, imagine the world, Anneli, that if we turn digital into a physical world, like if we could see, if we could turn our, you know, hard drives or our cloud environments into a place we had to actually live in physically for 24 hours. And imagine if, if all data was like fruit. And it went off, you know. You know, it, it began to smell as it got old and and useless. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have a very clean or tidy world if 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 we turned the digital world into the physical world, would we?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I believe this is uh, the um, you know the key is uh, in visualization because you know if we're working in in the digital world or or, or yeah, living in the digital world, so we don't realize. Or we don't like see the waste as, as it is in, in the nature. But, but if, we, if we are able to visualize that and if we can also draw the, you know, the similarities to the physical world, I think, um, again, we can also the, the draw the, the pictures in, in people's mind that in the digital world, there are or also the huge virtual landfills, exactly as in, in the physical world. Indeed, we are not smelling, but in, in uh, we are just uh, producing c o two in our ways we don't see it but but we are still there and we are still producing c o two so it's uh, yeah so it's more about the giving uh, or yeah giving the light on 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 that um, that problem which is actually not seenable, so we can't see it with the with the eyes and that's that's the problem. If we're talking about the digital waste, it's really, really hidden. And, and here we can talk about the, the digital blindness. If we are talking about trash blindness in, in a physical world, it means that we don't see trash anymore because we're born into the trashy world and the trash is in the environment. This is a normal environment for us and for many generations. And we just haven't seen the, the clean environment. And that's why they don't see the trash. And sometimes we are also just ignorant. But if we, if we uh, teach them to see the trash, then we also uh, see the problem behind that. And exactly the same thing in digital world. This is also digital blindness. So we are working and we are seeing only our laptop or, or, uh, or the smartphone, but we don't see the, the huge digital landfills behind that and the impact to the environment. And um, this is also our role to, to visualize that and to make it more visible and more understandable to people. So
0: you know, you're you're saying to programmers and designers, you know, young designers or old designers or whatever designers, that we've got a big challenge to visualize digital trash, to make, you know, either systems, either at an operating system level or you know, in smartphone apps, that there's an element of, of a feature that says, you know, oh you. Do you? Uh, there's four gigabytes of data you haven't looked at in in six months. Do you really? Do you really want to keep it? You know, we need ways in in the design process mm. to to bring these things to the fore. Because you know what I've found o- over the years is that an absolute total neglect of the functionality around uh, reviewing and removing and archiving and cleaning up a huge emphasis in, in apps or software on the creation process, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, very little thought uh, about how to remove or how to clean up after
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, you made me think that again, there is not so much uh, difference between digital world and the physical world. So if we're talking about circular economy, so we're also talking about, so how to design out the waste from uh, from production, uh, starting to design the products uh, in that way that uh, during the production, there will be no waste. And also uh, during the usage, there is no waste and also if we don't use that product with uh, just don't um, don't discard it, and it doesn't um, end up in landfill. But it's uh, we are taking it again into circle, using it as a materials, or or just giving the new function to it. So in the physical world, designers have also the the um, the goal to to design out the waste, and that to design the product which doesn't cause or doesn't produce any waste during its lifespan. And the same thing, which actually in the, in the digital world, the programmers are also like a digital designers who are who should uh, mm, who should uh, create such kind of programs, such kind of uh, application, some, such kind of system that um, that the people, if they are using it, so we are not uh, creating waste uh, while using that that, that program. And it's also uh program or, or designed in that way that it also kind of like maybe, you know, clean um, behind websites, maybe. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's absolutely different uh, mindset uh, for the programs because we haven't thought, I believe, uh, so far about it. Uh, so how much digital waste we are producing if we are creating such kind of programs. I believe that uh, we haven't asked that question yet.
0: Yeah, like uh, I was reading a blog there of a developer talking about how the, the system he's using uh, never deletes backups and that backups are created really, really in a multitudinous way. Anytime he makes a slight little change to his website. They create almost an entire copy of, the, of that environment and that he's just got hundreds and hundreds of copies of hundreds and thousands of pages and they're going back years and there is absolutely no system to remove them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if we put it to the physical, but it's the same thing that if we uh, want to buy the, the coffee cup just, just in case, we buy them 20. Maybe because maybe we we need them or just backup if one is is going to be broken, or if we buy like a, I don't know fifty T-shirt looking exactly the same because maybe one is getting you know dirty, and that's why we need 50. It's The same thing. So we don't need to buy the one thing like tens of uh, of times, the same thing. But and uh, yeah, in digital we have the same thing that the, the backups seems that the just takes a bit space and maybe a bit money uh, for them, but again we don't see the the, the cool big ship, uh, around that
0: yeah I think and I think what you're touching on there is is the culture of cheap and the culture of free, the mm-hmm. type of you know the type of people we become when a lot of the things we're using are either cheap or free, we begin to lose sense of value and and you know, we just, we develop a lot of really bad habits in a, in a, in a cheap, free culture, don't we?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's a uh, it's, um, um, interesting construction in our head that uh, cheap, not valuable, and expensive, valuable. Cheap, we don't have to, you know, take care of it. We can uh, buy them as much as possible and we can, can discard. And um, Expensive, we have to keep it. We have to take care of it. So it's interesting, but the, uh, you know, um, but we can't just make, you know, everything expensive in order to to start uh, to take care of them. So we, it's, again, it's, it's more about the mind shift in our head that uh, it doesn't mean that it's cheap, it's, uh, it has a different cost. Yes, uh, we don't have to pay money maybe for that, but uh, maybe it would be interesting idea to, you know, to those the environmental price. To every bro- product, to every program and application. So, if you're using it, so how much uh, you are paying uh, in terms of an en- environment? So, how much damage you will do to the environment every every time when you use it?
0: No, that's a great idea, and I think I think these are the true costs. I mean, we don't like like with plastic. You know, we don't account for the thousand years of damage that that plastic will do. We don't account for the the birds that it will smother, or or get into the stomach of, or you know, we we just account for the fact that we bought a cheap tie, and and uh, you know we can we can throw that tie away, uh, but we are we are storing a thousand years of pollution in that decision. The earth pays for a thousand years for our for our two minute decision.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. The the problem of plastic is exactly it's uh, it's uh, really. Uh, really easy to use and cheap, but this is like a river. So river is also going to that direction, which is which is comfortable and and easy to go. So never we see the river goes up to the mountain. The same thing with uh, with society. So if we if something it's really easy and and cheap it goes to that direction and there uh, nothing to do. So we we have to also make uh, some uh, some thumbs. Uh, behind that, so that it's not any more easy and cheap and easy to go. And um, I don't talk about only that we, we should make some f- things more expensive. Sometimes it's also about the creating the new social norms that we we agree that, um, you know, using plastic is not the way to go, especially massively. Of, of course, in, in some places, uh, plastic is, you know, Needed, but it's not needed in, in massively. And the same thing in digital world. So it's, of course, we need to use the, the internet and, uh, and we need to, you know, use our laptops and the phones. But again, so, um, and maybe it's also easy to, to, uh, to create the files and, uh, and upload them to the cloud and make it backs up, uh, back up and backup and backups. But uh, it doesn't mean that we have to do one. Let's agree that this is not the way how we behave in in the digital world. Yeah, let's create the new social norms that uh, new,
0: yeah, absolutely, because what what I've noticed uh, with myself over the years is that I really have to struggle to think when when uh, I'm using a digital environment either my laptop or my my phone, there's always a kind of the urge to act. You know, to you know, even if I'm trying to remember something, my impulse is always to go, you know, to DuckDuckGo or 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 to Google or to search. You know, the effort of trying to remember seems seems too much. Or if I'm if I'm you know writing something and I know I've spelt it wrong, I, I don't. You know, my brain says doesn't want to go to the hassle of remembering how to how it's actually spelled. It just wants to right click and get. You know, get the software to fix the problem, and I think there there is that s- sense that digital drives out thinking, and that 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 there's so much activity uh, and doing that occurs, and I noticed that in in programming and design, that almost the first impulse is let's get something up, let's get something done, let's get you know le- you know it's 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 you know shoot first then think later in the process. Uh, and maybe that's why we've 1.4 trillion photos, because, you know, we don't even, we just go click, 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 click. We don't even think about well, what's the best position. Is this the right light? Is this all the other things that fo- photographers used to think about? We don't do it because a lot of times anyway, the, the the software does the thinking for us, but it does so much thinking for us that, that, you know we we're, we've turned into these just clickers and, and 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 doers and creators of of stuff that's of 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 little uh, value and uh, how do we get out of that short term you know automated just doing behavior and start thinking a little bit more
1: yeah yeah that's true it's it's really interesting uh, angles. so what you just touched some um yeah it made me think so that it's a technology serving us, or we are serving technology, and sometimes seems that uh, we are serving the technology, and we are in a way addicted to the technology, and uh, yeah, and we are like uh, in that circle. So because you know, if we are already in uh, in in the circle, if we are already in in the social uh, social um, networks it's kind of like uh, making us think that we we need to uh produce the content otherwise it doesn't work anymore we are like a kind of like out so it's always pressure and pressure and pressure so I understand that sometimes it's really hard to, to step out from the from the social media and I've seen people that who are really struggling that if they are not in the social media for uh, for uh, for some days, we are uh, really anxious. And um, I just uh, give you an example. So uh, um, my good friend uh, from China visited me uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, she visited first time uh, Europe. So first time she was uh, in Europe and, uh, and she was really addicted to social media. And it means that we went out uh, to sightseeing tour in in Estonia, and instead of you know looking around and uh, and being surprised uh, how the things are here in Estonia, she was looking uh, to her phone and he was uh, chatting because it was you know because uh, she was just um, addicted to that, and uh, she also admitted that, that that in China there is a lot of a um, uh, lot of hospitals who are taking care of, of young people who are addicted to that technology. So it means that uh, this is kind of like a system, which, you know, creates uh, more and more uh, content creation by the people. And that's uh, made me think that uh, in a way the technology doesn't serve us anymore, but uh, people uh, serve uh, technology. And if we start to realize that, that who is... Uh, do we benefit from uh, from uh, technology or is it opposite? Maybe it also makes the picture more clear. So do we need all these uh, click, click, click uh, mating photos? By the way, if we started the, the digital cleanup day last year, I also opened my phone and I was absolutely shocked if I found out that uh, in my phone, there is 23,000 photos. <laughs> I didn't realize that because. I believe that I'm not making so many photos, but during these 10 years, 23,000 photos, I was really shocked. And, and like, and Ellie, how, what are you going to do with 23,000
0: photos? Like, I mean, I, 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 is your, you know, in the future, you're going to look back? I mean, it's too much, isn't it? You, you, you kind of go, oh, I can't. I, I, it's gone beyond organization almost at that stage.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if I need to find some uh, some emotional photo, I know that I made it from uh, from concrete time. I don't find it, or I really have to spend time to find it. And uh, this is this is definitely not what I'd like to be. So I also made a digital cleanup day in, in my photos, and uh, I was able to uh, to two thousand photos, which was already great. But I still have a uh, twenty-one thousand photos. What well, what other sort of uh,
0: digital advice, say around, you know, email? I know email is another area, or videos, or you know, what what advice are your your teams or what what are they finding that's working or uh, that uh, can help people be become? Yeah, I think you you said yourself have better digital hygiene.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, um. So what we advise people, how to start that digital uh, cleanup. So we advise to start with really simple steps, which is, I believe uh, everyone can do. Uh, the first, um, really pay attention to the photos and videos and that uh, delay all the unnecessary ones, all the blurry ones, all duplicates and so on. And also just try to avoid making uh Unnecessary photos and unnecessary videos, because I believe that everyone has done, uh, you know, just uh, videos, because exactly on that moment, I have such kind of emotion. And the next morning, the video has no emotion value anymore. So just try to think about it, that um, you don't need to, to make videos from everything. And sometimes it's much more valuable that, uh, just to enjoy that moment and not recording that moment. So the first is uh, the uh, videos and, and the photos. Uh, the second is uh, to uh, to look at the um, application in your smartphones and also in your computer. So to, to see what kind of application uh, do you use and what kind of you are not using. And why it's important because the, the application is also having the traffic uh, in the background. They are constantly updating themselves. And God says they have uh, also the, the traffic uh, behind, so you don't even realize that. So it's it's better to, uh, to delay this application to avoid unnecessary traffic. So just keep, uh, keep the application in your phone, which you really use. And this program in your computer, which are you really use. Uh, this is the, uh, and the second thing. Uh, the third thing is um, just take a look to your email uh, account so that um, first unsubscribe from all newsletters that you don't read. Not just don't delete them, but unsubscribe. Because if the email comes to your um, inbox, it already creates traffic and it already uh, creates a CO2. So unsubscribe all the newsletters. Then we also advise delete all emails that are older, for example, two years or whatever uh, type it is. Because... Um, if you think so how many times you have um uh, searched for the for the older mails than uh, two years, I believe that you also haven't uh, done it and um and believe me, if you delete all the emails, actually you'll never miss them again so um also we advise not to send the big files um instead of that, just send links. Because if the email is really big one, so if there is really heavy attachment, it also causes heavier traffic and it also causes a lot of CO two. But just upload the 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 file to some uh, clouds and then send to links, and it's also much more uh, effective to work on one uh, document in uh, in the in the cloud when uh, to send the files uh, to different people. We uh, download it uh, to their computer and then back and forth uh, we are uh, trying to send the files um, definitely it's, it's not the way to go also um, we also advise people not to thank uh, people uh, through email what I mean is that for example there was a survey uh, which um, uh, which says that for example if all the UK people uh, refuse to send a thank you email uh, so it means that annually, it's equal to uh, uh, 81,000 individual flights from uh, London to Madrid. It's the same amount of CO two, which is unbelievable big amount, right? So sometimes we it's really easy to, to just uh, just send really like a sh- shortly uh, some uh, sub notes. But again, think about do you need to send this email or not? and definitely what we advise not to to have brainstorming uh in emails which is also that i think in that way or i i don't think so and there is arguing uh, through the emails definitely there is a better uh platforms uh, to doing that so um to using uh, the communication platform to to really have a conversation because emails is more about uh sending information and uh, and maybe to to send the links for the for the meetings and so on and so on. Very often it's also about how how do you you know structure your work and how do you uh, work uh, together uh, with other people. Uh, and I see that uh, there is a lot of to do uh, for companies to set up the um, the the rules. So how we keep uh, data in uh, in our uh, company. So what is the role of, of uh, creating the files, how the role is, is uh, having conversation, uh, how, to, how the role is to, to delete uh, the cleanup and clean up the working files. Because again, I think it's, it's really normal that, that people are doing a lot, uh, lot of files uh, just to, to work for one document. And if the document is, is ready, all the drafts and, the, and previous versions are still uh, kept in, in the system. But it's again really small things to do. But uh, just uh, delete all the, the previous versions and keep only the the final ones, which uh, should be the rule also in um, in in companies.
0: The, the excellent uh, and practical advice. And and Nelly, and if if um, if people want to get involved in either the World Cleanup Day or the Digital Cleanup Day. How should they go about it? Either helping organize in their country or join in with initiatives that are already happening in their country. What what's what's the next steps for them?
1: So uh, to participate on on World Cleanup Day, so I advise to, um, to find the additional information clean Cleanup Day webpage, uh, and also advise to uh, to find the country specific guidelines in your. Um, in your country WordCleanUpdate page and uh, the web page uh, addresses you can also find that from WordCleanUpdate.org so if you go to the, the contacts if you type in your country name you can see who is the leader in your, uh, in your country and also you can see the web page and all the social media uh, accounts as well so just uh, um, just uh, go and, and search and uh, find out but in general, there is not so big rules. If you want to uh, participate, you can organize the cleanup by yourself uh, or uh, to join the existing ones, which also uh, usually is seen in your, in your uh, country page. Uh, what concerns digital cleanup day? So it's, um, you know, the digital cleanup day also doesn't have to be on one day. So we announced that the digital cleanup day is uh, 20th March, 2022. Uh, but um uh, you can start with digital cleanup uh, basically immediately. so uh, and if you have done the digit, digital cleanup, uh, then would be really great if you can also uh, report uh, the results on um on the digitalcleanupday.org dot uh, web page so we can um, we can see how much impact we are able to uh, do globally.
0: If you'd like to hear more podcasts on this subject, please visit www is hcd.com. If you visit jerrymcgovern.com, that's dot N.com, you'll get information on my book, Worldwide Waste.